0: You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee podcast, episode 134. Last week, Kyle Kesterson gave us a sneak peek inside what life is like being a full-time entrepreneur while living life in a van, hashtag van life. And he dropped a huge wisdom gem where he said, fear masks itself as common sense all the time. Makes you think, huh? Well, if you're struggling with overcoming fear, whether it's in entrepreneurship or in life you should take a listen to our last podcast. This week, you will hear from Nicole Holland, a former correctional officer turned full-time entrepreneur who helps thought leaders build, grow, and promote an authentic platform. Nicole hosts the Building Business Rockstars podcast and was recently featured in Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017, alongside female powerhouses such as Marie Forleo, Danielle LaPorte, Amy Porterfield, and Dori Clark. What I also like about Nicole is that she's authentic, knows her stuff, and she really wants you to succeed. That's totally evident from our podcast today. Now, if you are an entrepreneur looking for a dedicated bookkeeping service and you struggle with updating financial apps, purchases, managing personal and business transactions, and just spending a whole bunch of time trying to figure out everything related to your finances, well, you sound a lot like me before I signed up with Bench Accounting. Now, before Bench, I would spend at least two hours a week working in my books, and I just finally got to the point where I said, someone smarter and better than me needs to do this. So far, Bench has been great for peace of mind, and I have confident picture of my past and future finances. So if you want support, if you want to support the show, and you want to try Bench out for free, I'm offering a free trial to listeners. Click the link in the show notes, and I promise you this free trial will make you wonder why you've been handling it all on your own for so long. Our reviewer of the week is Keto D, and he says, Great guest and insights. Thanks for producing a great show, Joey. Well, Keto, that means a lot, especially coming from a fellow podcaster. And if you haven't checked out his show, go check out the Get On The Box podcast. I was recently on the show in February and it was a great opportunity for me to just talk about life, being an entrepreneur, what it means to lead HR successfully in a startup and some other fun things that have to do with Jay-Z lyrics. I promise you want to check it out. And of course, I want to hear from you as well. So make sure you subscribe and review the show on iTunes so I can read your review on one of the upcoming episodes. While you're listening, Screenshot this episode and share to your IG, Insta story, or Twitter and tag me at Joey V. Price HR so we can connect because I love sharing your posts on my Insta story too. Without further ado, let's jump right into the show.
1: Hey guys, it's your girl, Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and
0: Coffee Podcast with your boy, Joey Price. If you're a thought leader and no one's listening to what you have to say and you're not getting the type of conversions you want from your blogs and from your social media engagement, you might want to listen to this next guest. Nicole Holland is a master coach, marketing strategist and visibility expert, and she's all about helping thought leaders get found. Nicole, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Joey. I'm super excited to be here.
0: I'm super excited to have you as well. You are also a fellow podcaster. So it's always great to talk with podcasters of the world and, and talk shop a little bit.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> fellow podcaster and fellow Marylander, even though I'm living in Canada.
0: I know. I know. You, you even told <laughs> me some fun things about Maryland that I didn't even know.
1: Yeah, yeah, before your time, but I love on your Twitter how you have the Inner Harbor there. I was like, oh my gosh, it just brings back so many happy memories.
0: Yeah, I'm a Maryland guy through and through, and it's always a weird story when people ask me where I'm from because my dad was in the Air Force, but I call Maryland home, and I've been here the longest. So yeah, Maryland is home. Baltimore's home. I'm proud to be a uh, in the Black-eyed Susan state.
1: Yes, I yeah. love it.
0: <laughs> Well, Nicole, Maryland is
1: for crabs too. Yes, I'm sorry, <laughs> crab,
0: crab, cakes and football. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> well, hey, Nicole, I introduced you and and I talked about your experience with allowing thought leaders and providing a way for thought leaders to get found. Could you start off with? Let's have some fun here. The three reasons why people who are thought leaders, the reasons why they don't get found on social media.
1: Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, so I think at the, at the essence, what it boils down to is intent. So I think a lot of times people want to be seen as thought leaders and they coin themselves as thought leaders. But it's my opinion that a true thought leader is somebody who inspires others to act in a certain way or get on board with a belief that is of benefit to themselves and to society as a whole. And I don't think we can call ourselves thought leaders until we have garnered the support and the attention and the visibility of others who have dubbed us as that. So I think when people are working towards thought leadership, when they're starting out or when they're going from, they're transitioning from their career into more of a platform where they're getting their beliefs out in a bigger way. I caution people to self-identify as thought leaders, because again, it's your audience who identify you as a thought leader. So like right now, nobody here, well, maybe somebody, but most of the people listening would probably have no idea who I am. So I can't say I'm a thought leader because that's just weird, but you are a thought leader. And so by you bringing me on your show, this podcast, you are positioning me as somebody of value to people who already see you as a leader and believe in your message and believe in what you're doing. So with that in mind, I think one of the big problems with getting seen, getting heard and getting you know, more followers, more clients, more customers via social media is that people jump in too fast self-identifying as thought leaders. And the truth is you need to have others identify you as a thought leader. Then also think about why are you doing it? Because I think we all come from a really good space. When we decide we have a mission, we have a message, and we want to help people. I mean, that's what thought leaders do, right? We help others. But then we get into the business of it. And especially with all the fast-paced messaging and noise out there, Vying for somebody's attention is a lot of work. It can be a lot of work. And it, it is. It's a lot of effort. And so I think we sometimes get lost in that efforting and forget what it's all about in the first place. And so I think the second thing that people are doing incorrectly with social media or any other new media marketing is they are focusing on selling their point, selling their vision, selling their mission rather than speaking their point, speaking their mission and speaking their vision. When we come from a place of authenticity and stop trying to push up in front of others, people are naturally drawn to us. They're naturally attracted to us and they're naturally repelled by us if they're not of the same mindset or you know people talk about haters a lot haters on social media haters there here and there and whatever and i used to understand that I, I there was a time where i would be afraid of haters and now i don't even see them anymore and if they're there they're insignificant to me because i am very clear in who i am and what my message is and if somebody doesn't like it that's cool they're just not for me and i don't I don't battle with them. I don't try and be right. I don't try and make them wrong. I don't even engage. And so with that, they just fall away and I magnetize more and more of my people. Uh, third thing I think is that, and this kind of goes in hand with one and two, When we start using other people's messages to get attention, this happens more than I could have imagined. Um, But people will see or they'll take a course or, you know, they'll admire somebody and then they'll start essentially selling that other person's vision, message, content as their own. And it's a very bizarre thing in my mind, but I want to believe fundamentally people aren't trying to do the wrong thing. They're not meaning to do that. They are just so excited and inspired and adopt those same beliefs that then they're excited to share it without giving credit where credit's due. And that's one of the things that if you want to be seen as a thought leader, it will severely diminish where you're going because True thought leaders give credit to the people who have helped them along on their path. And the more we can show appreciation for those who have helped us and acknowledgement for those who have helped us, the more people want to help us.
0: Yeah, Nicole, that's a great point. And it makes me think of the fact that people who try to be a carbon copy, you can't call yourself a thought leader or a leader in general if you're just copying what someone else is doing because the person you're copying. They do it better than you. And then also, you know, what newness are you bringing to the conversation if you're just uh, a carbon copy of, of someone else? And I like to think, like you said, it's always great to acknowledge those who have gone before you. And it's great to acknowledge people whom you follow and admire and have added to your platform but you should add your own unique spin to it. There should be something about your platform that is uniquely you so that someone chooses to follow you instead of the 99,000 other voices that are in the same space.
1: Absolutely. And that really leads into something about podcast guesting, if I may.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about it. That's my next question. Why is, <laughs> why is podcast guesting such a great platform?
1: Yeah. So what I wanted to say was that it's, when you, you talk about that unique you a lot of people want to put forward the pretty picture, you know, and they don't like talking about the struggle or the behind closed doors challenges that happen. And that is, I believe, a mistake. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying be a victim, complain, you know, none of that. But be real. Because if you are real, there's nobody that like that's you, that's all you. And podcasts are such a wonderful place to do that because it is a conversation. And when I came on the show, I loved how you explained how you have your show. It really is a conversation between three people, your guest, yourself, and your listener. And so it should be engaging. And if we want to have a true, authentic conversation and we really want to be engaging, then we need to let the guard down. We need to let the boundaries down. We need to let the curtains fade away. And so on something like social media, I would not recommend posting like, hey, this sucks. Or, you know, hey, I'm really challenged with this. Or did you know this? That's sort of that happy place. But when you go on a podcast interview, then you really can be more vulnerable and be more real in a conversation. And that is where you really magnetize people.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. I've had so many guests that are friends of mine uh, just through my network. And then they'll circle back with me on the topic of selling and selling yourself and being authentic and vulnerable. And they'll say, Joey, I, I picked up a client or I picked up two or three clients from being on your show. They mentioned that they heard me on your podcast. And for me, it's always great, you know, providing that platform for other people. But I think it echoes that fact of, You have a podcast, which is an opportunity to share your true self and people may not necessarily get that same experience from an Instagram post or a tweet or a Facebook status. And it just allows you to, well, your website is interviewsthatconvert.com, but it, it allows you to convert people from, huh, you're interesting to, huh, I'd like to try your product or service.
1: Exactly. And depending on when this podcast goes out, my website may may still be under construction, but you definitely can reach out to me there. But the name itself, Interviews That Convert, it's because I don't believe you should be doing podcast interviews unless there's a conversion principle that you're going for. And that's not just convert from a listener to a lead, a lead to a sale. That's convert a stranger to a friend. A person who's never heard of you before to a follower. That's converting the host into an advocate, into a friend. Since I started podcasting a couple of years ago, I, I have to say like some of my dearest, closest friends our podcasters. Authentic, real connection, real friends. And even though I'm in this small town in Southern Ontario, I have friends in Baltimore. I have friends all over the world. And we actually spend time together. We actually go to events together. We actually see each other a couple times a year usually. And it's like, no matter where you live or any other barriers, when you get to know people in this intimate medium that's called podcasting, whether they are listeners or hosts or what have you, you really can build true relationships.
0: Yeah, I just get this, this vibe with talking with you that you're an authentic person. And I could see that leading into a lot of friendships uh, with fellow podcasters and folks that you have a show on, whose show you've been on. If you're just tuning in, you picked up the show, we were listening to Nicole Holland, who is a master coach, marketing strategist, and visibility expert, and she's also the host of the Business Building Rockstar Show. Now, Nicole, I saw that you are one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017, and that acknowledgement has come through Huffington Post, which is one of the most read sites on the internet. What did that acknowledgement mean for you personally and for your career?
1: Thank you so much for asking, because this is so in line with this message today and visibility and um, you know being a thought leader. Up until now, so when we're recording this, I literally just released an episode of my podcast on two days ago, yesterday actually, um, letting my listeners know that I'm going to a sponsored model. And so after nearly two years of the show running, I am leveraging it a little bit more well not a little bit more but intentionally I'm intentionally leveraging it and so that it's bringing in income as well as just being a wonderful platform and resource and things like that so it's still free for my listeners but they have to to tolerate ads now in that I am being 100% clear that i will only take money from and i've i've turned away a lot of people preaching me ads before but i want to find those resources and things that i believe in to promote to my audience and that's just business that's part of business that's good business at the same time up until now i have not sought out publicity for my show i've gone on podcasts i've gotten you know my name recognized um I have taught people on summits. I have spoken on stages across the country, but I've not actually sought out attention for to say I'm somebody special, to say I'm a thought leader, right? And this goes back to what we're talking about before. That's something that other people are dubbing me. And so it was extremely validating. It was extremely humbling. I was honored and in shock to be 100% honest with you because that article came out at the end of 2016, I just quit my my job as a correctional officer at the end of 2014. So when I quit my job as a correctional officer, nobody knew who I was. I was a complete ghost. I had no understanding at all of the internet or anything. So I worked my butt off. And so to have that kind of acknowledgement alongside people I hugely respect, like Dory Clark, like Marie Forleo, Danielle Laporte, Dana Mallstaff, it's like Wow. You know, that was huge. And recent acknowledgement of my show was that Entrepreneur Magazine staff writers just named my podcast as one of the 48 best podcasts for entrepreneurs to listen to alongside some very heavy hitters, including Oprah, <laughs> including some really big ones, and not the usual suspects. And so that was just that was incredible. And so all of these things have happened because of me showing up, me giving value, me not asking for anything in return. And it's happened very organically. And so now, and and in that time, I mean, what it's done for my business, obviously, has gotten more ears to my show. It's gotten more attention to me, more people following me. It's been easier to get myself on podcasts. It's been easier to find clients that want to work with me. And At this point, it's also providing me that opportunity to monetize something that's been a passion project for two years.
0: You know, I think that's a a point that we really should drill into on our time together, because a lot of people think that in order to start a venture, you've got to be paid up front. I see it all the time where I'll announce that I'm doing this partnership or I'm starting this thing. And people are the first question they ask is, oh, how much are you getting paid for it? And I really think that's a backwards question because one, not everything you do as an entrepreneur or as a person who is uh, looking to build a, a name for yourself is done for money. Because I almost feel like if you are doing it for the money, then that's your payment. And the moment you get that that income, that's it. And so with that being said, it's great that you started out this venture with a bunch of sweat equity and you didn't look to monetize it. You just looked to share really good information with people. And that has been rewarded. So I just want to say kudos to you and congrats for making that list. And it's just a reminder for the listener that take that partnership, step out there, do it for free, and good things come as a result of of that. So what are your thoughts there?
1: Well, first of all, thank you. I really, really appreciate that. I will say that I always had a vision though that the podcast, it wasn't just to just do it. I wasn't throwing spaghetti at the wall. I was intentional about this will help me connect with influencers who have influenced me, who I respect, who I enjoy, and it will give me an opportunity to create value for them. And in that way, potentially build a relationship. And that's exactly what it has done. So that in itself, has brought me business, right? So it's it's not that I wasn't looking at the podcast to make money. I wasn't looking at the podcast to make money from it, but because of it. And my friend Dory Clark just wrote a book called Entrepreneurial You. And she talks about this in the book about how, you know, a lot of times people want to be recognized experts. They want to go speak on stages and be keynotes and they want to get paid. But that is a way that especially as you're starting out, you're putting a limit on your earning potential and your growth potential because that's getting paid to do something rather than getting paid because of something. Whereas if you go and you speak and you add value to the right audience and you do that for free, then the return on that investment, it could be astronomical. So I think there's always got to be from a business standpoint, there's always got to be kind of a a desired outcome. But I tell my students and clients all the time, let go of how you're going to get there. Be aware of what you want on the other side of the mountain, and then let the path, kind of show itself as you go up and over because if you decide you're going to go straight up the middle and you've got your plan then you may be missing out on a lot of wonderful opportunities. And the other thing with that is I am a big believer in sweat equity and doing things for free to an extent. And I mean, we both grew up in a similar place and I think that, you know, my where I was raised really drilled it in that you know, a good Samaritan, a person who does things because they can. um, It's just a good way to be. You're not looking for that handout, but I believe in hand ups. And so what I recommend is that if you're going to do something for free, be very aware and intentional about what you're doing for free. Figure out what it is that you are very good at and figure out who you would love to support. And this is the way many people rise very quickly, at least in the online business arena, is that they will find the quote influencers or the people who they respect and admire, and they can find a way of helping them. So for example, I interviewed a guy named Andrew Hubbard, who's a Facebook ads expert and grew his business extremely fast because he wound up going to people who he was following and could tell if they had a Facebook pixel on their website or not. And so for the ones that didn't have it, he would contact them and say, you know, I noticed that you don't have a Facebook tracking pixel on your website, you're potentially losing a lot of business, I can do that for you. Or if you'd like, I can just tell you how to do it. It's very easy, I'll walk you through it. And so that got the attention of some really very influential people with very big lists and very big followings who he provided value in his special way too. He wasn't posting on Facebook, hey, who wants to know how to do this? That came later when he started the one-to-many approach. But your fastest path to success is oftentimes that one-to-one, non-scalable, and value-driven Approach.
0: That's an excellent story. And Nicole, we are close to the end of the podcast here, which is super unfortunate. I wish that we could go longer. On our next time together, I'm going to have to ask you about that transition from correctional officer to entrepreneur. I know there's some fascinating insight in there. Uh, But the last question that I want to ask you uh, is, um, and you'll have the last word for the podcast. The last question I want to ask you is for the listener who is looking to expand their reach what are some practical tips that you would advise them to take that they could jump off this podcast and do today?
1: Great question. So it really depends on where you're at. But I think wherever you're at, you can go within and ask yourself and and get out of doing mode for just a moment. And when we're thinking about, you know, a lot of times we think action steps, what to take, roadmap, and those are all really good. However, I think that when people are able to take a step back from the doing and take a step into the being, and they can self reflect and say, What do I really, really want? At the end of the road, on the other side of the mountain, what is my expectation that's going to be waiting for me? And then, rather than looking at all these external messages about what to do, ask yourself, What would be the easiest, most enjoyable, first step I could take right now to move in that direction.
0: If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.
1: Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.BusinessLifeAndCoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.